Hey, Carrie, who are we? <gasps> the screaming divas. Well, you're in the woods. Always. Please, I'm somebody, in. get me out of the woods. Actually, somebody has. We can't talk about it yet, but we're coming. Ole. You are in Ole land. You are in the land of cava and manchego cheese, people. Oh, and jamon. <laughs> Seriously, yes. And today we interviewed. Oh my gosh. Okay. I love him. I love him. I'm sorry. Now I'm going to be a super fan of his. Maestro Nicola Luisotti, who is the conductor of the Tosca that I'm singing right now here in Madrid at the Teatro Real. But he's also head of music. Head of music. I mean, he is a superstar, people. When you just even read like the Wikipedia <laughs> on him and his career and where he's been, the stages, the opera houses that he's worked with, the singers that he's worked with, unbelievable people. The bond and with the singers, with the orchestra, with the conductor, that bridge that we, we create, it's so special to him. And he is such a singer's conductor because he himself was a singer, but an instrumentalist, a pianist, so much more. And he brings all of that knowledge, as he said in this interview, it's all in his head, you know, rattling around. And he just shares it and gives his love of the music. It's a beautiful thing. And his passion for the future of this business and for the arts and for new music and for new compositions. And if you are a composer out there, you need to pay attention to this interview people because he's looking for the next great opera, something that will last the test of time. How exciting is that? Love it. So do not miss this one, really. People. It is direct to the point, one hour, of amazing discussion. Of awesome sauce, people. Awesome sauce. So there you go. Check it out. Check it out. Check it out. Here's yeah. a clip. Bye, Carrie. <laughs> Bye, Sandra. Stay safe. You Love too. you. Toodles. Bye. You realize how much is important to have an audience listen to you when you have something to say. Because until we don't have the audience, is a job. Yeah. When we have an audience, is wow. a joy. Wow, that's huge. I mean, you summed it up right there. We have to have live in the theater with an audience. Yeah. Really make yeah. what magic we all make together, everyone. Buongiorno, maestro. Buongiorno. Buon pomeriggio, right? Buon pomeriggio. Vi sentite? Could you hear me? Yes. Yeah, See, great. <laughs> uh, do you have a coffee? You have well, a coffee? Uh, maybe I can get something if you wait. Sure. Uh, it's a clarity. It's a kind of beer. How are you? Great. Hi. What? I don't know if you've met Carrie before. No. No, it's the first time. The pleasure. Well, there you go. 
mutual. Mutual, mutual. Okay, let's for example. Okay. Mm -hmm. You have to conduct tonight, so we have to let you, you know. Ah, don't worry. Concentrate. Concentrate. Oh, yes. yes, because everyone out there needs to know that you and I right now are both in Madrid performing yeah. the season finale at the Teatro Tosca. Yeah, and what an epic year this has been for you. Yes. Perfect. Wow. To be able to, to conduct and to work during the pandemic and yeah. to do amazing things at the Teatro Real. By the way, voted the best opera house in the world. Yeah. <laughs> it's, I have to say this. At this very moment, it's true. Uh, so look look at the cast that uh, the, the theatre is able to do, and uh, look, you are here singing wonderfully. I mean, Sandra, you, you, Sandra, you are a diva. You are you are not a screaming diva. You are a, a, a singing diva. Why you call this screaming diva? That you are not screaming just one note. Oh well, you are Carrie not able to I, scream. When we get together, we always laugh so hard we scream. So uh, <laughs> just because because during this this show you scream, I got it. But uh, I can assure our audience that when you are in theater, you just scream just one note. You sing all the notes and very well. Brava diva, brava diva. Carrie <laughs> also sings Tosca, and she is an amazing Tosca as oh, well. Oh, you're sweetheart. So, sometimes, yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So Carrie, yeah. are you singing Tosca as well? I have sung her many times before, and thanks to Sandra for all her tricks that she's taught me, it's gone really well. So that's why it behooves you to be very good friends with the reigning Tosca of the world right now. So there you go. Okay, great, great. Mm -hmm. Blah, blah, but blah. But we want to talk about you because yeah. your career is astounding and so immensely impressive and honestly i i really because i did a lot of research about you and um joy comes to mind of what you've been able to conduct where you've been able to conduct the singers you've been able to work with i mean when you look back over that it's really just extremely impressive and joyous and i love that you've been able to make music during this horrendous period in the world and um and i i we have to talk about what's going on in madrid right now too but um thank you for joining us and thank you for this conversation that we're going to have we're going to talk about yeah there you go so yeah. let's start at the very beginning okay how did, how did you become a conductor because i know that you have a very good singing voice too <laughs> Actually, uh, I'm, I'm still working to be a conductor, a good conductor, but, uh, but I hope that sooner or later I will learn how to do it. But at the very moment, I'm, I'm <laughs> no, I have to tell you that conduct is almost impossible. So, you know, mission impossible. We, we, <laughs> no, you can try to do it, uh, but you have to manage so many things, so many stuff. Uh, singers, orchestra, chorus, member, uh, artistic direction, audience, uh, the press, uh, 
um, yourself that sometimes not easy to manage. <laughs> and mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I have to say, we work the entire life to, to understand how to do it. But at the end, I don't, I'm not sure that you are going to do it. I, I'm, I was very impressed about a letter by Toscanini. And when he was 67, he was writing to a lover. Uh, um, and um, in this letter, he's, he's written something that uh, made me a huge impression. He said to her lover, you know, people says that I'm a genius. But actually, when I'm going in front of the orchestra, I don't know what to do. Toscanini? Toscanini. There's a letter. It's very famous. You can find it. This is a book uh, um, written that get all the letters by Toscanini from Harvey Sachs. You know Harvey, Harvey Sachs. Mm-hmm. And he has he got all the letters. And uh, in one letter, this is this one letter that impressed me very much. It, 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 Ter- terrific conductor like Toscanini, just 66 or 67, I remember, he still didn't know it how to do it. How, how to make the sound, how to produce sound, how to produce confidence in the people. And so every time I go in front of the orchestra, every time I go in front of, of people like you, Sandra, is I really, I don't know what to do. But then I see that you helped me and, and the, all the stars helped me and the orchestra helped me, not to because I'm not good, but because I am full of information. I have too many informations in my head and I don't know which one will be the right one this time because every time you do even the same opera, uh, it will be different because the people mm-hmm. are different. This is one oh, of I, the big, big, big problem with the music. Every time I walk on stage, I, I feel like it's a different experience. And there's so many different variables in opera. You know, like, for instance, last night, we had a show, we had a Tosca last night. And the, the cane, which is a very important part of act two, I didn't tell you this, Carrie, the cane broke in half. I'm sitting there looking at it, thinking I, I, as I'm singing, and and Carlos Alvarez, amazing Scarpia, you know, I'm he's singing, and I'm thinking, okay, now what do I do? And every <laughs> night there's always a different energy and a different always. feeling. Things happen, or I mean, know, even even the audience, depending on how the audience is that night, uh, the audience can change the whole atmosphere in the building depending on whether they're with you on this ride of the story or not. So. Yeah, I find that, but I also find that's the exciting part too, is where are we all going to be? Where's everybody in their head? Are, is this going to be one of those amazing nights or is this going to be one of those, eh, we did it better the other time. <laughs> so During the pandemic, during this pandemic, I realized that how, how is important is the audience? I mean, is the audience not important because they give you an applause when you need it or they or they give you a boo when you <laughs> deserve it. <laughs> but uh, what is important for, for, for us that, that uh, there is a, an energy coming from another side of the theater. I mean, we are on stage in the pit. Without the audience, we are part of the show. But I realized during this pandemic that when we have done uh, things in streaming, for example, mm-hmm. 
that the audience is like one of us, is a presence like Tosca, is, is, is uh, the conductor, is Scarpia, is Cavardossi, and the audience. That is the presence, important, not because they give to us an applause, mm -mm. but because it's a part of the show. Yes. Without the audience, we don't I have always, the show. I find that the audience gives, if a show sometimes is a little low at the start, but the audience just gives us that energy, it, it can raise the whole show. You're right, it's, it's an ensemble and they're just another member of yeah. the ensemble. Is the uh, uh, part of the chorus is a huge is a big chorus that when you need it is there and they are in tempo <laughs> when something great happens it, they are in immediately the reaction is perfect in tempo you are not to give the, the a, a clue or a, a, you know start please do it no they do it when they want and yes. it's it's terrific this this because yeah. it, you realize how much is important to have an audience listen to you when you have something to say. Because until we don't have the audience, is a job. Yeah. When we have an audience, is wow. a joy. Wow, that's huge. I mean, you summed it up right there. We have to have live in the theater with an audience. Yeah. Really make yeah. what magic we all make together. Everyone. So okay. yeah. I love that. I think you've just summed up the whole no. interview. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> see you okay. later. See you later. <laughs> okay. Okay. Can we, I, I, I really, uh, when you were talking about conducting in Toscanini and, but I have to say this because I listened to an interview that you gave about Puccini with the Royal Opera House. And I'm, I'm going to read this because this really hit home to me and I really needed to ask you this question. You said that Puccini is not about what's on the page. It's in between the breaths, the breaths of the orchestra and the breaths of the singers and how you connect that. So you do that. Everyone that knows you, that is an immense talent. Is that something that is teachable to the next generation or is that innate and in your blood because of where you're from and how Puccini is like you grew up in the land of Puccini. So is this, is it teachable? I don't think so. No, I think that every one of us has his own path to go. And I'm not saying that I'm good. I'm saying that I, I, I'm unique. You are unique, Sondra is unique, mm -hmm. other conductors are unique. What is important is the personal path that we go and how, how much we are able to grow up mm -hmm. on this path. How okay. much are we able to go in different streets and then go back to your path, principal path, to understand what is good for you, what is good for the others, because mm -hmm. the conductor has not to think what is good for me, for what is what I need, I know it. What I don't need, what Sandra needs. Mm. And just Sandra could show me what she needs. And if she talks, uh, 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 she talks, I will never understand what she needs. When she sings, I will understand it okay. immediately. Okay. And this is, is the, how to say, the goal of a conductor, understand people without talking too much. Mm. Yeah. yeah. 
And this is personal. I can, sometimes I understand it, sometimes I don't understand it. If I don't understand okay. it, I'm not, not so happy. But okay. when, when I'm in, in the truth, I, say, I used to say that, I, I, don't worry, I'm in your truth. Okay. When I'm in the, the truth of the singers and in the arms of the musician at the same time. That's, wow. That's magic. That's so totally that's magic. Gift. Your gift is yeah. to be able to, to breathe with the orchestra, to read singers, to know yeah. what they completely need without saying it. So that's, yeah. your, that's your talent. And, and every night is different. Singers are different. Sandra is completely different than Maria Cresta. And Michael Fabiano is completely different than, than Joseph Calea. I mean, all this, I have every, every night different performances because they are different. And what is important for a conductor, let's understand the orchestra, how, how beautiful is the diversity. Oh, oh, I love that. I mean, I, you know, even though I love to stand on stage, I'm, I feel like I'm one of the weirdo singers that actually loves to be in the audience too. I love to watch this unfurl and I love to watch shows in the, like the opening night versus the last night, because it's very different how it gets to where it is in the last performance. So I just find that really fascinating. And like you said, with different voices, different directors, different, sometimes you have different players in yeah. the, depending on what opera house you're working at. You could have a different first yeah. chair every third night. So how is that going to play out? Yeah. You have to accept it. And mm -hmm. it's beautiful because you are going to accept not just musicians, but talents. Because mm -hmm. all the, the people that are sitting in the orchestra, they are talented. And all the singers that are, are singing at this level, because this is a great level, it's a fantastic level. They are fantastic, but on different levels, each one of those. Yeah. And okay. in that way you can, how to say, it, please. No, okay, so we have to talk about this because I, you know, Sandra and I've been friends for a really long time and I freaked out when I read this and when we talked about it in the news, but how do you as a conductor handle a moment like these historic bis, bisses, is that what you want to say, have yeah. happened. I know Sandra's like, I don't want to talk about this, but I do. So how, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I love you, Sandra. So how does that work? How do you know innately that the audience wants this? How do you let the singer and the orchestra know that this is going to happen? Now, I know that some bisses are planned, so we can talk about that too. But in this instance, it was not. So how... How did that work in your brain? How does that happen and come together? But it, 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 when this happens, it's easy to understand because the audience, that you, until that moment, they were normal. They were acting normal. They were applauding. They were polite. They were gentle. They, they were a normal audience. Suddenly, suddenly, you hear something different behind your shoulders. You, you, you have a, a kind of feel of explosion in the theater. And then the explosion it immediately, uh, the reaction of mine and the orchestra is, oh my God, what's happened? What's happened? Oh my God, it's beautiful, oh my God. And, the, and the, you can see easily the artist, like Sandra, very sensitive, that she starts a little bit of crying. <laughs> <laughs> because she's impressed of the, of, the, of the moment. And we wait, we wait. And when I start to go, I, suddenly I start try to go ahead. And when I try to go ahead, the audience, ah! they become wider. 
<laughs> they become wilder. And, and Sandra, the artist, starts immediately to cry more than the, the, the earlier. Oh my God, what's happening to me? What's happening to me? It's happening to me. And, I, and she starts she start to watch, watch me. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? I, and I watch the orchestra. I watch, I watch her and say, Do you want it? Do you want to repeat it? And she said, We did. Like in the second that mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and, okay, and then we start, but we are not ready. So I, I talk with the orchestra, please, from fifty-one because this is that is fifty-one in second act, mm -hmm. and the, the understand that we start to smile. The energy is at the highest level possible, and the, the audience is completely crazy again. And when they see me, they start ah, this, this. I had to say, um, we are going to do it, but you just stop it. Yeah. I said, yes, we are doing it, we are doing it. And we start again, we start again. It's, 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 it's a great emotion. And it's important for the theater sometimes have this kind of um, things. I love that. And congratulations, Sandra, because it's your, it's your talent that deserve it. Because some conductors don't like misses and uh, some conductors, I've worked with a few that just, you know, you, the applause keeps going and you're like, it gets awkward on stage sometimes when, you, you know, and, and they want it and they're yelling it. And I had one conductor put the baton down and just go. Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. So, you know, thank you for allowing it and for making it such a beautiful, beautiful experience for me. Really, it's, it was, it won for my book when I write my book. <laughs> when, 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 when the, the audience wants something like that, I think we, we have the duty to do it. If, if really you can go ahead, why we should not do it? For which reason? I mean, it's not a movie. No. It's not a movie. That you, it's it's live music. We've been, as singers, have been deprived and as a conductor deprived of making the normal amount of music that we normally make in the last 18 months, mm -hmm. but they've also been deprived of live music. So for them yeah, to true. experience this, it's, it's got to be heightened and overwhelming as well as for us, because they're experiencing that rush and that energy once again, too. So there's, there was a lot of emotions going around for sure. Mm -hmm. For sure. But yeah. okay. Yeah. Let's Talk about being being an amazing conductor who breathes with Puccini, who breathes with the orchestra, who breathes with the singers. What do you think are the most important aspects of a great opera singer, or what do you look for the most in opera singers as a conductor? Mm -hmm. What this is a, thank thank you for these questions because uh, it's, it's a question that I like very much. I. First of all, I like singers well-prepared. It means that they know the score and they don't know the discs. They don't know other interpretation of other. They, of course, listen to other singers, but mostly they are able to express the music of the composer and then able to make music with me. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not a kind of a composer. It's written like that. Blah, 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 blah. We have to be in the square. Otherwise, the composer. We, we, we. No, we will not. I think that what is important is 
in the rhythm of score with the singers, with the, or with the orchestra, to give space for the personal talent of the people. I give space to the uh, talent in the orchestra. I give spaces for the talent with the singers. Of course, you need talent. We, when I meet people with not great talent, or we, you have to do something, you have to do that like in this way, no, no argue, no discussion. But when you meet talents, it's beautiful, like as I said before, the diversity of, of your thoughts you had so far. Because when my thoughts of the score finish, it start yours. And what it's like two big C that meeting together at one point and they mixing the waters. Because an art, a big artist has not just a great heart, has a great mind. And we have not to respect great minds, we have to love great minds. Mm -hmm. And when you meet great singers, we can have a great evening. When you, so this is my approach with the singers and with the orchestra. Not with respect, but we love. We love the music because we, we have in common a great thing in this sometimes very sad life, the love of the music. And if you love the music, I love the music, we will never do mistakes. Love that. There, you're from Italy, the culture, you grew up living, breathing, eating, listening to opera. Do you, do you think that in 2021, that is still the same thing for kids growing up in Italy? Is opera still as important, is still as bread and butter to the culture as it was when you were growing up? Unfortunately not, because we, we had in, in the past 20 years, a, a huge event that changed our lives. The huge event is the, the iPhone or the, the I mean, the, the, the mobile phone. That is not anyone, anymore a mobile phone, but it's a kind of computer where people are playing games. Uh, exactly. We, we lost the, the, I see my niece, my nephews, uh, that they, they don't see, they don't watch things around them. They watch things inside of this small black mirror. Mm -hmm. And this black mirror, I think that destroyed our lives. And it's sometimes it's important to have it, it's for, especially for adults. Mm -hmm. But children, they are I don't know, under a huge pressure from this kind of technology. Yes. We, we, we lost the contact with, with the past. We think that the future is the only things very important. But if you don't have a past, you can't have a future. No, that's that makes me so sad. <laughs> no, but it's, uh, if you, in Spain, for example, is it? If, I don't know why the, the culture of the opera here is now is very very popular, mm -hmm. and you can see young generation, young people of the opera in Italy. Something, unfortunately, is. Uh, terribly and sadly changed. Uh, probably we have to 
pull back the music in the school from the, the elementary, primary schools. That if you think that Liceo Classico, the, the gymnasium in this Italian school, they don't have the music as a, could you imagine? They don't have no. it. They no. study classic, they study the art, they study the Greek culture, they study Latin, but they don't study the music. And we don't have, we don't have a, the, the culture at the, this very moment of the music. It's everything is technology, everything is technical, everything is, is, is to make money. It, it, I think the, the, the world is changing. If you see how many people are interested in the, in the opera, in the world at the, this very moment, is very <laughs> little. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, um, they don't, they don't teach music in, in Canada or the United States as much as they used to in schools. Mm -hmm. And yeah. if you don't have that foundation, how are they going to, to know what opera is? I mean, yes, you can maybe have your parents take you as children to the opera, but if you don't know what it is and all you hear is pop music, right? You know, yeah. so. I don't know really what you what you what you think of what to do because uh, I don't I don't know if we have a future. I mean, we yes, but if this world has has a future, I I propose, for example, I, I made recently an interview with La Scala, mm -hmm. and uh, I believe that uh, we are missing some new repertoire. The problem, the problem with the new repertoire is just one, that uh, all the modern composers, they try to please a, a future that probably never will come. And they play the role of, uh, people don't understand what I'm doing, but people won't understand what we are doing. Yes. The Mozart was very worried about the people in his time, Verdi was very worried about the people. He said, Puccini, the same, Wagner, Strauss, uh, um, Bizet, all these, those composers were worried about the audience. Yeah. I don't know why modern composer, I mean, contemporary composer, they are not care about the audience. I don't care about the, the, the audience because maybe they will not understand, but one day they will understand why we don't have just Pretty music and <laughs> yes, and beautiful stories, beautiful stories that, that speak about us. Why we have to look, go three hundred back in the history? That with argument, the people don't know why we don't speak about migrants. Yes, on Why we don't speak, do opera about our problems today, the diversity? Why you don't speak about about? I don't know, John Kennedy, or I don't know something that the people remember with music that is comprehensible from yes. the most. Yeah. Well, maybe that's maybe things will change, because it seems like in the last year and a half our opera world has really started to change and maybe this will be part of it, you know, Nicola, I don't know. Yeah. There's the nugget of truth in that, what you said, Maestro, is that why can't it be beautiful? Why can't it be something that not only the voice 
feels comfortable in singing, but that the music takes you on a journey, just like all of the greats behind us composers have done. There, there is that. Now there are some modern composers that can make that happen, but um, I think we need more of them and more of them to tell these stories, to pack the opera houses in, to reflect mm -hmm. our lives, to reflect what's going on in the last however many years. So do you think that modern composers just want it to be something completely different from the past? They don't want to be compared to Puccini or Verdi or anything like that. Do you think that's why they do that? That they don't make it in a way that is, I don't know what the right word is to say, because sometimes it's like singable or listenable or accessible. You know, Look, to our... I, in, uh, in 2015, uh, in San Francisco Opera, we presented one new opera. Yes. This new opera is called Two Women. Mm -hmm. uh, that is La Shoshara uh, mm -hmm. from uh, the the book of uh, Berto Moravia and uh, from the movie that got the Oscar. You, you right. remember Sophia yeah. Loren yes. got the Oscar in the yeah. 61. And we, I spoke with, with a composer, Marco Tutino, and uh, I said to him, look, Puccini is dead. Um, we, we had the second war. We didn't, we, didn't have, ne never happens, the second school of Vienna. So mm -hmm. we don't know about Schoenberg, Berg, uh, all th those people that are love, these great composers. But right. let's put this, this composer aside. We don't know them. Mm -hmm. So we, you just had the war and you are a kind of a second, another Puccini in the 50s. Yes. And you want to write an opera about this story that I proposed to you is La Chuchara. Could you do it? And he said to me, I can try. Let's see. We have done this project and we had such a triumph in San Francisco. The people were crying and the people were applauding. With the, okay. with the curtain down, they continued to applaud for five minutes. That's amazing. I, I tell you, it was it, it an impressive experience. The audience crazy. Critics, no, I already heard, blah, 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 blah. Critics, we, the composer and theaters, they write opera for critics. I'm not, I'm nothing against the critics, huh? I, but who saved Puccini? <laughs> Art is the audience, right? Because the the critics destroyed him, destroyed him till the sixties, until somebody told the people, "Look, the score of Puccini are incredible." And then, he, but he was already dead. He had a huge success in life, but mm -hmm. for the audience that saved his music, I think uh -huh. that. Uh, artistic director, direct manager, director, um, general manager of the theaters, they need to be more brave and give uh, the opportunity to people that would you like to please also the audience. All because the audience will pay 300 bucks for one evening. Hello. 500 bucks. Thank For, you, to thank listen you. what to listen something oh my god i will never go back to the opera i don't like why we should do that 
I, yeah. Why I, people I, continue I, to come to see Tosca, to see La Boheme, to see Rheingold, to see Valkyrie, to see Salome, to see, you know, we have to go back in the history to get back our talents. The music is not finished. We can go ahead in the history 1,000 years. We can't wait 1,000 years to wait to say, look, I was right, you're too old. <laughs> no, we do not have, the, there will not be opera if we no, wait that long. No, we are not eternal. We have to live our time. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, we can, we can end the interview there too. I mean, Nicola, you have so many great, great statements. I mean, crazy. Um, so talk to us a little bit now. You were the head of music at San Francisco Opera. Yeah. And you are now here in Madrid, Teatro Real, yeah. as the head of music. Congratulations. Yeah. How Thank has you. that how has that change been for you culturally, musically, you know, being back in Europe? Um, how's it feel? Look, um, people change language languages change habits but the souls remain the same everywhere you go you will meet human being you will meet humankind it will travel for millions million, billions of kilometers we will find other human being in another planet who will talk the same language especially with the music because the music, music is the language of the universe. I think God speaks to us with the language of the music. Oh, it's personal, it's invisible, like him. Okay, but do you really miss American cheeseburgers? <laughs> <laughs> I miss America because, because I, I spend one of the most beautiful time in my life in the United States. San Francisco was just a dream. I spent yeah. also two, two fantastic years in New York mm. that I loved very much. Mm -hmm. I mean, the United States is, 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 is a great country with great people, with great landscape, with great attitude, open mind. It's a great country. And uh, sometimes, of course, <laughs> but uh, but it's sometimes also Europe also sometimes right. it's everywhere. You, you can have uh, the best or the worst everywhere. Absolutely, I mean, true. You, you, yes. you, you, you had United States has his wonderful times with many presidents. Sometimes somebody could be a little bit different, but I don't. I don't go inside too much but anyway we are out right yeah and uh, <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> guys anyway it's but it, this is not a political it, it's not a political okay. conversation uh, but yeah. um, but i think that what what is good for the people around the world to have at the helm of countries uh, reasonable people uh, it's not important. They are great. They are fantastic. We don't, don't want fantastic and great people they have. We want just normal. Just people. normal. Normality. Just It's flat. Yes. Because the country already has its own crazy and uh, 
people. We, we need normal, educated, sophisticated people. <laughs> yes. And it will be fine. Mm -hmm. Okay. So in Madrid, I read that you and your wife are huge mushroom hunter fans. Yeah. Are you able to do this in Madrid? I, I, I'm working so much in Madrid, it's impossible to go everywhere. When I was in San Francisco, actually, I got a lot of mushrooms, especially in the north, up north in San Francisco. Okay. I, will, I will never tell you where. Rude. Yeah, <laughs> I know. So now, that's a rude. <laughs> then telling your secret. Then telling exactly. your secret. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> I love that. Of Tosca. And as singers, a lot of singers have a routine that they follow before a show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look, sometimes uh, singers have routine because they meet routine people. Mm -hmm. if, if you meet a, a, a guy that believes in what he does, you will change your attitude. If you are you want to do something special i will do my best to do something special with you if you are right there you say i will do this i will do that i will do that okay i will do this i will do this i will do that i will wait you and we will do routine but if we meet i meet an artist an artist never is routine a real artist yeah so you yeah. just live your life and i never done routine in my life no, I, I hate routine. I don't have routine with my wife. 38 years together. Whoa. 30. We, 38. Six of, of engaged and 32 of marriage. Happy. Congratulations. And no, no routine at all. I and, hate routine. And she's always with you too, isn't she? Yeah. Yes, always. She's, she's your rock, isn't she? Yeah. She is a fantastic woman. I love Yay. that. That's awesome. Yay. So what else do we need to talk about, Carrie? What, what else do we want to ask Maestro? I have one question about the upcoming generations of new conductors. Um, is there anything do you feel that is missing or not missing in their training? Is there any advice that you would want to give young conductors coming up in the opera business or orchestral business today? Yeah, I think that the only thing that a conductor should do is study a lot. If you study, you will be safe. You will never understand things. What is important to, to know that you will never understand. The music is impossible to understand. You can make it. Mm -hmm. You can make it better or, or, or worse, but it's, in, it's, it's a material that is impossible to understand completely. You can feel it. Okay. To understand the music, you can study. You can. I, I study contrapunt. Point. I study violinist. I'm a pianist. I'm trumpetist. I'm a singer. I'm a, a, a organ player. I study a lot of instruments. But uh, at the end of this study, I can tell you. I'm, I'm very honest uh, that uh, I'm still confused about the music. And more I study, more I'm confused. I, I know how I'm, I have I know how to do it sometimes. Sometimes I can achieve good results. 
But this is, that doesn't mean that I know the music. This is, it means that I know the piece. Okay. <laughs> that okay. I'm doing. Yeah. That is different. I, I, I'm inside of the piece, but what I can suggest to new generation conductors, please forget your mobile phone in the other room and get the score and study. Get the work, do the work, get it done. Yeah, it don't study just, just music, but read books, uh, watch movies and important movies, not just for entertainment. Watch great movies, read poetry, go to the museum, watch mm -hmm. the, 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 the painters, sculpture, knew your history, knew your past to go straight in the future. Because the future otherwise is black. Don't Thank you feel you. as a conductor, you need languages too, to stand in front of orchestras all around the world. You yeah. can't just speak Italian or just English. You have to know how to, to talk with them and, and to tell them what you Absolutely. want. Right? Absolutely. I, I speak four languages, and uh, but it's not this is the, the, the fact. Uh, all the time that you learn a language, Schopenhauer said, is the new man is inside of you. Hmm. Beautiful. That's cool. Love that. Yeah. Do you think opera conductors should have knowledge of the singing voice? <laughs> I mean, honestly, a lot of them don't. How is it possible to conduct voices if you don't know that? Oh, can I hug you? I want to hug you right now. <laughs> you, need, you need to know the technique and very deeply. You have not to ask a singer how to do it. You have to know it. <laughs> I'm sorry, that makes me so happy. I know. But how many have we worked with, Carrie? And they just go, oh yeah. Mm -hmm. they, don't, they don't give you time to breathe. And I always say, people ask me, how would you describe a great conductor? And I, opera conductor. And I say, it is a conductor, it is a person who understands that you need that time to breathe. They watch you breathe. They understand how the voice works. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. I, I mean, I loved what, what in your own words, that it's, it's not on the page. It's off the page. It's not this closed, everything breathes. The lines breathe, the phrasing breathes, everything breathes. And if you don't, if you're so meticulous and so still on that page of music, then music doesn't have life to me. So I, I mean, you, I, I love that you said that. I just thought, oh, thank God, there's a conductor on this planet that understands this. Probably <laughs> <laughs> well, because I'm a singer and I, I, I'm able to sing. Probably this is the fact, I, I was chorus master as well for five years, mm -hmm. as I well in, in Teatro Bellini Catania. Yes. So I, I was pianist with singers. I played the piano with many, I think that if you don't know how to work an instrument like the voice, you should do something else, not from that. Yes, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> this is true. It's not important that you are able to sing, but you are able to let the people sing. Yes. And make the music at the same time. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise Jesus. Whatever. Like, oh my <laughs> gosh, thank you for that. <laughs> Okay, tell me this. 
Um, is there, you have been pretty much at every amazing opera house on the planet, I think. Yeah. Is there one that you have not worked at that is something you really want to do? Or is there an, a piece of music that you are still really wanting to conduct that you never have or singers that you want to work with that you haven't worked with yet? What is on your, I mean, we in America, we call it the bucket list girl, we call it the bucket list. So what is on your bucket list left to do for your career? I would like uh, uh, do the next successful opera that will be in the repertoire. Okay. I mean, a new opera that will be able to be like La Boheme mm. or like Tosca. I would like to do something like that, to experience. I already had a fantastic experience with Marco Tutino with La Ciociara, but uh, really I would like conduct new music, new operas, but not just because they are new and we have to do it. What that, what it means, oh no, because we have to do it. No, no one we have to do it, Don Giovanni. No one, no one we have to do it, Tosca. No one we have to do, Salome. I would like to do something like that, be in the history, be part of the history, create with a composer a new generation of repertoire that regard ourselves, our history, our feelings, and our people. It would like Sandra Ravanovsky sings a new opera that is called The Son of Tosca, and it is successful. Yeah, <laughs> well, we'll have. I don't know, exactly, but something that is beautiful that you like to sing, that you say, my God, it's so beautiful for the voice. Oh my God, it's something that maybe is different, but that you want to not say, no, I, no thanks, I don't like this. That we have uh, singers for the biggest repertoire and singers for the for modern music. They say, no, I sing contemporary music. What does it mean? At uh, the time of Mozart, Mozart has a contemporary singers and yep. he was a contemporary composer. Yep. And Puccini in his time was a contemporary composer. And Verdi's time was a con contemporary composer with contemporary singers. Wow, I would like to have the same age of gold, golden age. We I would like the golden age of the theater of the opera. That makes me so happy. So hello, composers out there. I, I love that it's out there in the universe now. We need to make this happen. It's brilliant. It's the first and, step is it out there, right? And brave and brave general directors, they, they, that they don't care about what the critic says, but they care about the music and about the future. We are doing something that's already heard. When Verdi has written his operas, it was already heard because Donizetti, Bellini, Rossini was in the air of everyone. Yes. Or Mercadante. Yeah. And he just got this material, it transformed little this material in something else. We yeah. transformed the music material in something so different today that we don't understand even the form, the shape of the music sometimes. Sometimes, but thank you for that, true. Well, we should let you Ooh. go and do what you gotta do tonight, which is make music. Yeah, I, have, I have a kind of performance. Yeah, kind of. 
just yeah. a little one, not not that big of a deal. <laughs> we, have a, we have a tradition here. We call it rapid yeah. fire. We just we shoot off some very quick questions. If you have yeah. five more, just quickly. Okay, you up for it? Quick, quick question fire. for what? Uh, sorry, I, I, I didn't get it. We ask you quick questions. Rapid okay. Fire. Okay. okay. So, what did you want to be as a child? What want to be as a child? Uh, a, a painter. A painter. Okay. Okay. What opera piece would you suggest to someone new to classical music? La Bohème. Do you have a mantra or a motto that you live by? Um, I don't have it. <laughs> no, uh, no, I think it's no routine. <laughs> uh, yeah, no routine. Yeah, no routine. I love it. No routine. Okay. Okay. Um, what is something you do that embarrasses your wife? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> He's perfect. He's been He's married perfect. for 38 years. Best piece of advice you were ever given? Uh, best piece of what? Advice. Ah, advice. Be happy. Well, you got that one. You're very happy. <laughs> You're always happy. Yeah, I'm so sorry, I, 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 I didn't understand the question. Tell me again. What was the best, um, uh, how, to, how else can I say this, advice? Somebody said to Advice, you, I know, advice, I, I, advice. Best what advice, the best advice to me? Ever you. Yes, to you. Ah, to me, the best advice, um, be a better person. Okay, I agree, good. Do you have a useless talent? A, a, a painting. I think it was a, it was a very nice, a nice painting. Okay. Painter, if I could do it, but. Do you, do you have a, a song that always goes in your head that you could? Yes. Yes, it did Don Giovanni by Mozart. It always, every single night. Always, day and night. Day and night. Especially, especially before to sleep. Really? Oh my gosh! Thirty years that I have this. How long does it take you to go to sleep then? Like hours? No, no. It's it's like five minutes of this and then sleep. Wow. But from 32 years that I have this. Whoa. It was my first Don Giovanni. I was pianist in La Scala. And I have done this with Riccardo Muti. And uh, I remember this cell from the time never stopped in my, in my head 32 years before to sleep. Whoa. Whoa. Never. I don't know why. Carrie? Sorry, that just makes me, this is insane. This makes me think of this story that my mother's told me um, because I started playing piano at five. And um, okay. as a child, I would sleepwalk and my mom would find me and I would be doing this. And she was like, Carrie, what are you doing? Mom, mom I can't, I can't get the G. I can't get the G. <laughs> and then she'd be like, okay, honey, it's okay. And then she'd walk me back and put me into bed, but something in my brain, like it was just constantly whatever it was sure. that I couldn't, I couldn't figure out. That's funny that you have this before you go to sleep. I, I love it. I'm sorry you have that, but I do love it. <laughs> oh, um, it's impossible to stop it. Eh? Always. It is. Okay. Every I was, night. 
I have a very important question. It's one that we ask everyone. What is your favorite curse word in any language? Curse word is a Swear word. Like Vafanculo. Like you have a favorite one. I don't have it, actually. I don't I'm maybe a very simple person. I don't have it. Ah, bingo ball. This is but this is when you rehearse. Bingo tango. <laughs> bingo tango. Bingo bongo. <laughs> That's how he does. One, two, three, Gary. Okay, last one. We we ask this of everybody. So, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you walk through the pearly gates? You're welcome. That's awesome. Thank you so much, really, it's joy, and I think people are going to eat up this interview because it is so positive, so hopeful, and just like you are. Love it. Thank you, Sandra. I love you. You are a fantastic, great, one of the last diva. This is last Moikan, no? (laughs) You know, the last of Moikans. You are the last of diva. Oh my God, I love you so much. I'm going to say that to her for the rest of her life. You are like the last of the Mohicans. You're the last diva. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, in this world, uh, it, means, it means a lot to, to me to have this Tosca with you because it's a, an honor, first of all, and a great pleasure share the music with you because with you, we can share the music. I can share the material. And yes. It's very rare. It's been a very special, yes. very special time in my life. I'm not following you. You are not following me. This is why we have chemistry. We are making music together and every single night because I can feel you when you are different. Yes. You, you, you are not to tell me, you, Nicole, you know, tonight I hear you sing and I hear you immediately that you are different than the, the day before. You have not to explain to me nothing. We are, we are joined souls, we united souls, united souls of America. <laughs> and there you have it, folks. That is <laughs> why <laughs> United toy, Souls toy, of America. Toy, toy, toy tonight. Toy, toy, toy. We will, Thank you. we will talk with you i'm sure again soon okay it was it was an absolute pleasure to meet you and to talk to you today thank you again for doing this with us gary alkma that's me alkma (laughs) (laughs) thank you thank you beautiful ladies for your time and see you soon sandra ciao gary ciao bye bye